William Countryman, in his book, Living on the Border of the Holy, wrote, Even if we believe that God is a God who has loved us and given us gifts, who has reached out to us across whatever separates us, it is still a challenge, it is still a challenge to look toward the future and to let go of our anxieties and to live actively in the assurance that God, when all is said and done, will continue to love and commune and work with us. The hidden holy is neither against us nor aloof from us, but for us and with us. Even if things do not go as we wish, even if circumstances appear to be against us, even if God seems to have abandoned us, as Jesus also felt on the cross, hope keeps looking forward and expecting some surprising grace. Jesus puts it a little bit more succinctly in the gospel today. I will not leave you orphaned. These are meant as words of comfort for those who feel separated or are separated. These words are meant as words of comfort, of belonging, of divine connection to assure us of God's love for us as God's offspring, as God's children siblings, each to each other. One of the common images for God throughout the Bible, not in our scriptures today, but throughout the Bible, is as a mother bird sheltering her children under her wings. And that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be also a comforting image unless any of you know anything about chickens, and if you try to like get the baby chicken from the mama, that beak hurts. <laughs> so that's a very sweet and gentle and comforting image. So don't let reality get in the way. But we see this image in Ruth, which is, may you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. And Jesus himself uses this image when he laments over Jerusalem and he says, How often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. These images paint God as a protecting and sheltering God for God's people, a hidden holy who is for us and does not leave us orphaned. There's a variation of this image which paints God in a different way. It's a God who also pushes her children to be independent and to grow stronger. You may know that mother eagles are known to teach their young ones how to fly by deliberately pushing them out of the nest. And when they're falling, they catch them. 
before they plunge to their doom. And this image is found in Deuteronomy where it says, God guarded Jacob as the apple of his eye and like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. Isaiah uses another very strong and mothering image, birth-giving image in this Mother's Day. He says, the prophet says, For a long time I, God, have kept silent. I've been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp, and I pant. So basically, God gets loud, trying to communicate with us God's message for us of connection and protection and um, community. Some of you may know that um, the original Mother's Day was a call for peace from the devastation of war. And it, around 1870, Julia Ward Howe, who also wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic, uh, wrote a Mother's Day proclamation. And it read, it reads in part, Arise then, Christian women of this day. Arise all women who have hearts, whether your baptism be that of water or of tears. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We, women of one country, will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. This is a call, like Christ, to not abandon or orphan each other, to not leave uh, each other orphaned. It is, a, it is a cry that echoes all the way from the border towns in our state to Uvalde, to Allen, Texas, to Buffalo, New York, and beyond. A cry for life, a cry for faith that we can do it if we try. We can live in peace. It can, that we can, to not leave each other orphaned. So the week ahead includes the feast day of the Ascension, when Jesus, after making many a surprise resurrection appearances, was lifted into the heavens on a cloud. 
His disciples were literally left with their mouths hung open in astonishment. I'm not sure it actually says that in the scripture, but that's how I picture it. It does say, and I love this detail in the Acts of the Apostles, this is a quote from scripture. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them and said to them, Why are you standing there staring into heaven? I just love that. I mean, wouldn't you stare into heaven if you saw Jesus ascending in a cloud? But the point was, you've got work to do. I still like this image because sometimes I feel that way in despair. I feel like I'm just looking for some direction and see none when um, sad things happen. I get an image of my head, you can, and this might help you understand a little bit. When a small child accidentally lets go of a balloon, they stand there watching and crying as it drifts off into the sky or to a high ceiling way out of reach. Their scrunched up face, the tears, the disappointment of it all give you a pretty good mental image of what the disciples looked like on Ascension Day as Jesus was being carried away. Of course, the disciples were not small children and Jesus is not a balloon. But still the image holds. The disciples lose their grip on something they had not wanted to let go of, that they were desperately trying to hang on to, the resurrected one's presence among them. Jesus' ascension, though, allowed his friends to take responsibility for themselves to find confidence in themselves by the confidence he showed in them. The confidence of people who will not be left alone. A confidence of one who will not be left orphan. And we have the confidence of those who know that they are God's offspring, that we are God's beloved children. Many people believe that the Feast of the Ascension is, in fact, about friend, Jesus' friends stepping up and maybe even finally growing up. That God, the mother eagle, pushes the young ones out of the nest to learn to fly on their own. And at first, like the kid with that lost balloon, or a person caught by surprise, or baby eagles wondering if they're ever going to learn to fly in that moment that feels like an hour. The disciples just kind of stand there with their jaws hanging open, looking up at the sky, looking kind of silly. They were used to having Jesus there to tell them what to do. But now they had to figure it out. Have you ever thought, somebody ought to do something about that, whatever that is, and then realize that that somebody is you, 
There doesn't have to be anyone else. Maybe there is no one else but you. And you have a choice to make. Wait around, metaphorically crying at the escaped balloon. Stand there looking up at the sky, hoping someone else takes responsibility. Looking around for someone else to take responsibility. Or you can engage with grace and with faith and with trust that Jesus that God, that the spirit of truth keep their promises. You will not be left orphaned. This past week was the feast day, or the saint's day, of St. Julian of Norwich. And she calls for us to open our vision of God and work for healing in this world. And I love this vision. It's very important to me personally. And part of it says, her the way she expressed it is, as truly as God is our father, so just as truly is he our mother. It is our father God almighty. In our father God. In our merciful mother, we are remade and restored. Our fragmented lives are knit together, and by giving and yielding ourselves through grace to the Holy Spirit, we are made whole. I am the sovereign goodness in all things, says God. It is I who teach you to love. It is I who teach you to desire. It is I who am the reward of all true desiring. And the lines many know, the famous lines, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. When things are not as well as they could be with our human family. When things are not well, the spirit of truth urges us to engage in however way that we can with each other in healing action. To claim God as the one who gives our life. To claim and show and work to proclaim God as a life giver. And to remember that we are not alone. And to work for a community that helps each other remember that. This is what we are called by the scriptures to remember today. And I hope in this day, this week, and in our lives to come, we never forget that the hidden holy is always with us.